Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Lofton. Amen. Uh, put your hand on your heart and say, I am a useful vessel for the Lord. So today, we're going to get right back into this, uh, the message, uh, characteristics of a useful vessel. Uh, I'm going to do a little recapitulation uh, before we move into some of the other principles that I, I talked about, uh, that I'm going to talk about. I, got, I want to go back and talk about some other principles that we, we, we review. You remember when I went over there and we talked about brood of vipers, when, when uh, John Baptist was the first one that really rebuked uh, the religious people, and he called them a brood of vipers. How many of you ever remember seeing that term? I think it's in the Gospels maybe four or five times, brood of vipers. Now, this is a term used by many people of antiquity uh, as one of the most reprehensible offenses conceivable. It was thought back then, it was thought that vipers were born being hatched on the inside of their mother. And the way that they came out of the mother is by gnawing their way out of her womb by killing her and being birthed. So in other words, these little vipers were parent murderers. So when you hear the word brood of vipers, this was probably one of the worst terms you can call anybody. So when John the Baptist used it and when Jesus used it, it was not a term of endearment. This, this meant that, you know, you guys are some of the lowest scum out there. And it is, if you are supposed to be responsible for teaching truth, but instead you teach your own biases, that's pretty reprehensible. Because God gives us gifts to give them to the body. He does not give you gifts for yourself. Nobody here has a gift from God, and it's for you. It is always for someone else. He led captivity captive, and he gave gifts to men. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body, for the perfecting of the saints, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Gifts are never given for you. They're given for the body. Bless you. That's why it's called body ministry. We're here to minister to one another, saints of God. But, but when you're selfish and it's all about you and you're prideful, you can't give of yourself if you're stuck in self. Amen. This is why we got to get past some of these things that we're struggling with in the church so that we can be useful vessels. Am I in the right house today? Amen. Because I want you to be uh, useful vessels. Jesus said a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. Jesus reminds us that what we say reveals what's in our hearts. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth Speaks. And so anything, if you got trash in, okay, y'all kind of quiet in this Presbyterian church, so let's keep moving. So here's the first principle I gave you last week. What you put into your heart will come out of your mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, what? The mouth speaks. That word abundance means that which fills the heart. So whatever you're filling your heart with, that's what's going to come out. If you all week long are listening to secular drop it like it's hot music, then what's going to come out is dropping it like it's hot. And guess what? And when you get ready to attack the enemy, the enemy is going to laugh at you. Why? Because you've been dropping it like it's hot all week. 
and you have no word in you, no devotion, no prayer, no worship. You hadn't even read the Bible, and then all of a sudden you're some spiritual giant, and the enemy is going to treat you just like he treated the seven sons of Sceva who said, we endure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches, and the Bible said that the demon jumped on them, stripped them naked, and they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. Out of the abundance of the heart. Listen, saints of God, we don't have time for this foolishness. We need to listen to some prayer music. We need to listen to some, some good gospel. Okay, let me just say this too. There's some stuff they're playing on these gospel stations. Okay, can I go there for a second? Well, I'm going to go there anyway. There's this one song I heard. I don't know if you, you heard it, but back in the day, I used to listen to Erica Badu. And there's this one song talking about the Lord sent me Tyrone. Y'all ever heard this song? I was, I, was, I was shaving a few weeks ago. I was shaving, and I looked at my wife. I said, did she just say? Well, well I had to stop shaving and go look at the screen and see who this person was. I'm not going to share her name, but the song was God Gave Me Tyrone. And you know what I thought about, because you know I, I ain't always been saved. Y'all know I used, you know. I used to hit it up. <laughs> I used to hit it up pretty good. And back then, it was about, I think I better call Tyrone. Now, you know why she's calling Tyrone. She ain't calling Tyrone for no Bible study. You're a single person. You calling somebody at 11.30 p.m. talking about I want to talk. You don't want to talk. You ain't talking. What kind of talk are you doing at 1130? I yeah, come on, Sam. <laughs> Sam said, I wasn't talking. I wasn't either. I ain't calling you at no 1130 to come do a Bible study. I was in the world. Hey, Amen. But listen, the whole song is about the Lord brought me Tyrone. And I'm sitting here. Then what? How is this a Christian song? I mean, I'm glad that the Lord sent you somebody. But it's, it's, it's harder keeping the person than getting the person. I said it's harder keeping the person. You, I've been married for 23 years. So listen, it, it was easier to get married. It's harder to stay married. See how y'all looking at me right now? See, all the husbands are saying, yes, Francis, it's harder to stay married. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. And shoot, I love being married. Won't even move, won't even move, won't even look at the wife. <laughs> look at Max. Max sitting over there like, yeah, baby. <laughs> 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 that's all right it's hard being married man it is i know it ain't nothing easy about being married if it was if look that's why his divorce rate is so high you know what but we're supposed to stay married in the church amen and so listen i we, we got some tools we can give you but we can't fix anybody's marriage we give you tools you fix your own marriage i ain't here to fix nobody's marriage i'm working on my own doggone marriage i said i'm working on my own marriage good gracious of life Amen, because I want 23 more years. Amen. So listen, listen, listen to, amen, thank you, thank you. Listen, listen to James chapter 3. Check this out, saints of God. He was speaking about, y'all, y'all remember the message I gave you, the little red devil behind the white pearly gates? You know what that is? What is that? That's that tongue. My God, that little red devil behind those white pearly gates, but that thing, mm, 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 mm. Have you ever said, so? okay, have you, you felt yourself saying it? You, you almost had an out-of-body experience. You came out of yourself, 
and you watched yourself saying it, and while you got ready to say it, you, you said to yourself, I shouldn't say this. <laughs> I really shouldn't say this. And then you say it, and you go, man, I shouldn't have said that. And then there is another argument. Oh, I must be by myself this morning, boy. The brothers ain't want to talk to me this morning. I only have my wife here, and I'm trying to give some good stuff. But once you release it, it's out of the atmosphere. Okay, so let me, let me tell you this old adage that's a lie. I know we've heard it all of our lives, but it's the biggest lie I've ever had. It goes something like this. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's the biggest lie I have ever heard in my life. Just clock me upside the head with a brick. I'll heal from that. But when you talk bad about me behind my back, those words go down and they get rooted in us, saints of God. This is why it's really, really difficult for us because um, the, the Lord told us that our church is, is a hospital for the hurting, that God is going to bring us a lot of hurting people, especially those that have church hurt. And so when you, when you have church hurt, there's a lot of deeply rooted things that are inside of you that makes you insecure. Amen? And so that's why you have to be patient with people who are trying to, I'm, I'm trying to check this church thing out again. Right? And that's okay. And, and what they need is to find a loving church. Amen. They need to be in a place where they go, wow, I can come here and just breathe. Amen? Now, some of you that came here, that's exactly what happened. Right? Some of you, you're still trying to check us out. That's fine. Check us out. I'm not changing. It's still going to be the same. If you like me the way I am now, you're going to love me later because I don't change for anybody. This is who I am. My wife, don't. we're too grown and we're too old to be playing. Amen? I ain't here to play no church games with anybody. And listen, I'm not here to make friends either. Just, just so you understand who I am as a man of God, I'm not here to make friends with anybody. I'm here to preach the truth. And sometimes when you preach the truth, people don't like it. Hello, somebody. And so you, you want truth. You came to church so you can hear truth. You came to church so you can be loved. You came to church so you can get around some people who, who genuinely love you. Don't, don't you know you know who genuinely loves you? Or you give people that old Baptist hug, you give them a pat them on the back, and you know that ain't genuine. But you embrace somebody and say, man, you know, I really appreciate you being here. That has to come from the whole house, not just from me. Amen? Because people really figure out they like the church or not as soon as they hit the door, not when they hear the preaching. They've already conceptualized what kind of place it's going to be. Listen to what James said. He was speaking about the tongue. He said, out of the same mouth proceeds blessings and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not be so. Does a fountain send forth fresh water and bitter water from the same opening? Uh, this is not a rhetorical question. The answer is a resounding no. There's no way that a fresh spring can bring forth bitter water. That's in the natural. But the fountain, and actually speaking about our hearts, if you, if, you, if, you, if you say you're saved, saints, you shouldn't have a lot of bitter stuff coming out of your mouth. You should have words of faith, words of encouragement to other people. Hello, somebody. Listen, listen, even if you are hurting, you still should bring up some good words for somebody else. Right? Because that blesses you too. Am I in the right place? I know y'all sleepy. Okay, you good? Okay, praise God. I'm sleepy. So, <coughs> so, so this, is, this is what I'm saying is, we got to be careful about the things that we bring out of our mouth. I, I think the Lord has given me another message over in uh, Exodus chapter 15, verse 23. Moses was instructed on how to make the bitter waters of Mara sweet. 
and, and God instructed him to take a tree and put it in the water. And so I believe I got another message. I don't have time to talk about it right now, but I believe I got another message that uh, I'm going to be preaching because the word Mara means bitter. Right. And, 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 and he had to take the wood and put it in the water to make it sweet. See, see, see that 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 water is indicative of the fountain of your heart or or people. But the wood is indicative of the cross. So we're going to talk about that a little bit, a little bit, because the cross is what makes bitter things sweet. And there are some things that people are harboring in their hearts and uh, we need to plant a cross in it. Amen. So I'm not going to do that today. We're going to do that another time. Is that OK? All right, praise God. You're going to let me move on. Let me give you the second principle we talked about uh, last week. Speak what you expect, not what you're experiencing. Speak what you expect, not what you are experiencing. And, and this is vitally important because you attract what you expect. If you have an expectation of bad things happening, guess what? It's going to happen. I expected something bad to happen. Well, that's why it happened. Yeah, you know, so so you attract what you expect. That's why the Bible says your expectations shall not be cut off. Can I give you another scripture about faith? Well, we all, all know this scripture, but faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So let me read it to you another way. This is how the Lord gave it to me. It says, faith is having confidence that you will receive exactly what you expect. Can I say that one more time for you? I want you to capture this because this is powerful. Faith is having confidence that you will receive exactly what you expect. You're receiving exactly what you are expecting. This is why you got to have a much more than enough anointing on your life. Because I have an expectation that God is going to bless me so much. And I can't wait to bless somebody else with it. Because, see, I don't want to go out and buy something new. I, wanna, I want to be a blessing to somebody else. Hello, somebody. And, see, when you, God, can, God can send you stuff if you, you know how to use it. <laughs> Amen. Because you're using it for his glory, not for your own. Amen. Amen. And so these, these are good things. And so let me give you another principle here that we talked about last Sunday. I'm trying to get through this quickly. You can never be successful on your, on your next level until you connect with people who will make your spiritual baby leap. Amen. See, one thing that I've learned uh, as a pastor, saints of God, and I've had extensive conversations with my mentor, uh, Apostle uh, Reginald Holiday. He told me to tell you guys hello, by the way. And because uh, he's going to be here probably around February. I'm going to try to get on his calendar so he can come and speak to us again. But uh, he and I was having this conversation. And one of the things that we, we have learned throughout our, t- our time in life and as pastors is when God gets ready to bless you, he will bless you through a person. If you think about it, all of the blessings that you've ever received, didn't they come from a person? They didn't drop out of heaven. You didn't just go to your mailbox and you open up the letter and it said, wow, look at this check. Somebody wrote it. God does not drop blessings from the sky. They are going to be handled through a vehicle. It's usually going to be a person. So let me give you some Bible real quickly and then we're going to move on. When, when Israel needed a deliverer, who did he send? He sent Moses. When Egypt needed a leader to keep the nation from collapsing, who did he send? He sent Joseph. When the temple needed to be built, he sent Solomon. When Nineveh needed saving, he sent Jonah. When Jesus needed to be baptized, he sent John the Baptist. When Paul needed to be healed, he sent Ananias. And when the world needed to be saved. See, God will use a person, a person, listen to me, a person 
to make your spiritual baby leap. So what I'm saying here, saints of God, is that you need to be around people who can encourage you to make your baby leap. Now, a lot goes into that, including being challenged. Because there is never going to be spiritual growth without challenge. You will never build. Where's Kelly? I think I saw Kelly. Kelly's in here. Kelly will tell you this. You cannot build muscle without resistance. Hello, somebody. You're going to need some resistance to build your muscles in the natural. So as it is in the natural, so it is spiritually. If you want to build up your faith, there has to be some resistance. There has to be some challenging that has to take place. My leaders will tell you, I challenge them a lot. Matter of fact, they're going to be challenged a whole lot in 2018. Why? Because I want them to continue to grow. I am being challenged by my mentors because they want me to grow. I know, I know Sharon just said, Lord Jesus, more challenging. Hallelujah. <laughs> I just said she almost passed out. Because you know? <laughs> they know I'm, I'm, I'm constantly challenging them because I want them to be better than me. I'm, I'm pushing. I, I, no, I can't go there right now. So you want to be around people that's going to make your spiritual baby leap. Do you understand what I'm saying with that statement, saints of God? You know, you know, there are some people that you get around. They, they don't even force it on you, but it make you want to be better. There are some men of God I have in my life, when I get around them, boy, it just, it just makes me want to be better. I'm a man, I got to go back and read that. Man, I got to go study some more on that. Man, I just like being around this guy. You got to get around some people like that that'll make your spiritual baby leap. People that will, when you get around them, you go, whoa, I want some of that. Yeah, amen. amen? I, I got men like that in my life. I'm like, man, and every man, I said this last Sunday, let me say it again because I think it, it's worth repeating because we're going live on this thing. Every man needs another man. I don't care. I, I, I don't care who you are. Every man needs another man. You need somebody. And listen, when I say that, I'm not talking about your friend either. You need somebody that's going to challenge your behind and not tuck your tail and run every time you're challenged. Right, Sam? <laughs> Sam, Sam, Sam knows me longer than anybody else in this room. And Sam's been around me for a long time. And Sam knows I love Sam unconditionally. Now, Sam is a true son. I know everything about Sam. He didn't hide anything from me. When Sam, and I hope you're okay with this because I know you're delivered. When Sam was having, when he was trying to get delivered from alcohol, Sam would tell me, and he knows he can come to me and say, you know, I ain't in church, I was drinking. He can tell me stuff like that. And so, Sam, how many times did I judge you on that? Never. We're not here to judge people. We're here to love people. And what Sam knows is I love him unconditionally. And I knew God had a plan on his life. He just had to see it. And all I needed to do was be there when he needed me. It didn't matter how long he sat out of church. And now he's got a great wife. His family is awesome. And I mean, he's in the church. He's doing things. He's serving. Come on, somebody. Ain't that a blessing? <laughs> Sam is not even supposed to be walking. How many times were you shot, Sam? Thirteen times. He's not even supposed to ever walk. See, sometimes, saints of God, you don't know who you're sitting next to in the house of God. And you might be sitting to a miracle and you don't even realize it. Thirteen times the doctor said he would never walk. What? 
And you telling me you've never been shot and you can't lift your hands to God? How dare you think you come in the house of God and you think God owes you something? God don't owe you anything. He's already died for you. He ain't going to shed no more blood. No, we owe God everything. I said we owe God everything. Apostle Paul said it this way. What do you have that wasn't given? Everything you got was given to you, including your very life. Nobody was born with everything you always wanted. Everything that you have, it was given. I'm not mad. I'm just trying to teach y'all something. Amen? (laughs) So listen to this. If you're a single person and you desire to be a useful vessel for God, please, please, please hear my heart. (laughs) When I say this right here, just hear me for a few minutes. Y'all ready? Where's the single folks at? All right, just listen to me very carefully. Let Let me give you this. Write this down. When you allow the wrong people in your life, heart, and head, it will keep you from God's best. Listen to me very carefully. Samson allowed Delilah into his life, his heart, and his head. And it kept him from God's best. So some questions that came to me is, how is it that this man could strangle a lion, but he couldn't strangle his lust addiction? How is it that this man was so powerful in one setting and pitiful in others? The dichotomies of life. How is it that this man was courageous one minute and a coward the next? How is it that this man was faithful in one minute and yet foolish in the next? Four times, four times Delilah, four times Delilah tried to deceive this man. And you would think after maybe the second time, he would have gotten a clue. But most people, they look at this and say, man, he he had to be foolish. But let me ask this question to you. How many times do you allow yourselves to be deceived by flattery, selfish ambitions, fleshly revelations, and give in the temptation and wrong beliefs? How many times do that? And when I say selfish uh, 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 revelations, these are things that, you know, you got these self-prophecies. People be prophesying to themselves. I heard the Lord say. Uh, yeah, I get that a lot as a pastor. What the Lord told me. Really? Okay, all right. Because as long as you know it was the Lord, I ain't got nothing to do with that. But if, I, if the Lord is telling me something, I'm waiting for some confirmation from some of my leaders, the people who are around me. So if the Lord is sharing something with you, there should be some type of confirmation that comes from your spiritual leaders. Some type of confirmation, saints. I'm just saying. Because the Lord does speak to all of us. But we, you might need some confirmation on knowing when you need to move out on something. Because just because God spoke it, it doesn't mean that it's yours now. See, you need to look at the story of David. David got, uh, he, got he, he was 16 when he got the call, but he didn't get into the, the king until he was in his 30s. Joseph, it was some, some commentary say it was between 13 and 17 years before Joseph went to having a dream to being in the palace. That didn't happen overnight. So just because you get a dream or you get a word, it don't mean that you got to go out and operate in that right now. All right, y'all getting quiet on me right now. Okay. All right, all right. We're going to keep on going, all right? So who are you allowing to rob you of your anointing? Who are you allowing 
to rob you of your anointing. You have to be careful where you lay your heads. You have to be careful. And this is what I mean by this. Be careful who you share your dreams with. Everybody ain't going to be happy because you got a spiritual dream or because you saw God say something to you. Now, there are some people that come alongside of you, and they'll be good for a minute until God really starts using you. Or they'll say, I'm with you in your business. And then when your business really go to a whole new level, they go, they start, you start, they don't show up anymore. And then, then they got, they always, something else coming up. Now, I got, yeah, something else came up, I can't. There's always going to be people like that. But listen, you got to keep moving forward. Don't let anybody steal your dream. See, listen, nobody can take me away from pastoring. Because this is what God called me to do. The seat has nothing to do with the anointing. Nothing. I'm going to still preach. We gotta th- we're going to have a thousand people. The Lord already told me. I'm going to still be preaching the same as I'm preaching right now. Because if I can preach with 20 folks, I can preach with a thousand. It don't matter to me. It's just people. I'm after souls. I'm not after seats. And I truly believe you come to church to get some truth. You come to church to get something that you're going to get a word out of the Bible. And you want to be challenged. I believe you came here. You got dressed. You, you drove all the way here for something. And if, since you, don't, you didn't come in here for some foolishness and some shenanigans, then I really want to give you something that's going to be tangible, something that's palpable that you can eat on for the rest of the week. Amen? So, and this is what I'm trying to do. So you've got to be careful, saints of God, who you share your dreams with. Here, here, here's, don't, allow, don't allow anyone, no matter how attractive or persuasive, to talk you into abandoning God's call on your life. I'm telling you, saints, listen, I, I, it, I was having this conversation with, a, with another friend of mine. I, 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 it's no, I wouldn't even want to be single right now. I'm so thankful I'm married. I ain't lying. I'm thankful. Me and my wife, we fuss sometimes, but girl, I said, girl, I thank God that we're married. There ain't no way I want to be single right now. Because I talk, I talk to single folks. Man, it's some... It, Folks be tripping. Y'all know that, right? Folks really be tripping. And, and I hear some stories, especially some of the single ladies on my job. They tell me some stories, and I'm like, my God, I'm glad I'm married. Because you don't know who you're going to run into. Amen. And I'm not talking about in the world. I'm talking about in church. So let me make sure I qualify this. Because, I mean, even my, my look. My daughter, she can meet people that say, you know, I'm a man of God, and da, 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 blah. Until she says, well, my dad is a pastor. Oh, 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 oh your dad is a pastor? <laughs> yeah, my dad, is a, my dad is a pastor, and, and he's, a, he's a former Marine. <laughs> so then... <laughs> They start doing that Michael Jackson. They start, <laughs> they start moonwalking and go, well, you know, I just go to church. Well, no, you said you were a man of God. Now, listen, there's a difference between a man of God and somebody that just goes to church. See, this, here's the difference. A man that just goes to church, he goes in the church, but a man of God has the church in him. Big difference, saints of God. I'm a man of God no matter where I am. I can be in corporate America, on the job at a university, it don't matter. I'm I'm a man of God no matter where I go because that's who I am. That's my character. I have the same integrity at the bank as I do in church. It it does not change with me. If you like me now, you will love me forever because I'm not going to change. 
This, this is who I am. If you like my wife, my wife is from the Midwest. She's not changing for every one of y'all. And if you don't know what, want to know what's on her mind, don't ask her because she's going to tell you what's on her mind. <laughs> she's not your typical first lady. She don't even like that term. She's who she is. She's Elaine. And to most of you, if you're a member of this church, she's Pastor Elaine. And, and a lot of y'all, now see, we throw that term around, mama. Some of y'all, she is mama. And you know she's mama because she's had to roll up on you. Yes, sir, with the Amen. Yeah, Erica, you know because mama rolled up on you before. And, uh, <laughs> Amen, right? And so, listen, I do believe in spiritual fathering and mother and all that stuff. But, man, I take that thing seriously. Right, bro? <laughs> You won't need to go there. I take it seriously because listen, it takes it takes time. Cause you gotta, it, it's gonna take a minute to get to know me, right? Cause I'm challenging. I'm gonna challenge you to your core. You came. I probably had hundreds of people that said that they wanted me to be their spiritual father, hundreds of men. But it's not easy, and I don't make it easy for you. If I made it easy for you, then it, it ain't for you, right? Because see, truly, truly, spiritual leadership, man, that's a serious thing for me. Amen? And so this is why it is important that we understand we got to get under the right people so that you can get a word, so that you can get, see, this word right here, that is a very pragmatic statement. You don't have to super spiritualize the word of God. That statement right there, anybody can read that and go, wow, that's for me. Amen? So you can take stuff like this and use it tomorrow morning. You can tell somebody else tomorrow morning. You can be talking to a co-worker and say, listen, listen here, girl, this is what you need to look out for. And then you can look all spiritual and stuff, right? You say, listen, listen, the Lord said. You only had to say, my pastor said. Don't, don't even go there. Don't even try that mess with me. Don't even talk about my pastor said. Don't worry about my pastor said. Just say, listen, the Lord said, boom, 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 boom. And then they're going to look at you like, oh, girl, you know, you, you got something. Amen? Is that good enough? All right. Okay, good, 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 good. All right, let me give you some more here. All right, I don't want to do that one. So let's go here. Apostolic fathering is learning through the pain of another person. And it is vitally important. It is difficult for a person who has never been fathered to receive from a mentor because they see correction as criticizing. Amen? And so, so you got you to gotta be careful of that uh, because I, fathering is vitally important. Unfortunately, scores of people don't really want to be led by leaders who will stretch them, challenge them, or teach them and expect, them, expect more from themselves. So I expect more from everybody that come into my life because my leaders expect more from me. I can't go around my spiritual leaders and I'm not growing. They're going to see something and say, John, what's going on? What's happening? What's going on? And especially like Apostle Holiday, he, he would say, man, what's going on with you and Elaine? <laughs> you guys good? That's real friendship. That's, that's a relationship that we have because he's concerned about my marriage. I got some other young pastors that, that, are, that I'm concerned about, I'm praying about, because they confide me too. But the biggest thing is I'm concerned about them. I don't want to know how many people in your church. I don't care who our service was. How are you doing? And if we can get more pastors to begin to come together on that level and just build those strong relationships, we can have stronger churches. I, I truly believe that with all my heart. And God is already doing it. He's doing it right now. Because he's doing some stuff in me that I can't share. I, I don't share it on live Facebook, but he's doing some stuff with me that is amazing. And you guys are going to hear more about it in the coming year. Um, and it's going to be really, really good. And it's going to help us uh, change this region. Amen? And so, so listen, 
that's vitally important. Let me give you this principle right here. You will never be a useful vessel until you learn how to honor the vessels God uses to lead you. Um, and, and a lot of times, um, and I talked about this last Sunday, don't honor me and you're not going to honor my wife. Because we are one. We are one. There's absolutely no way I can be in this church without her. The reason I get an opportunity to preach is because of her. Amen? And so you can't be in ministry unless you both are in ministry and you understand what ministry is. There's no way a man of God can be a pastor and your wife somehow don't see the vision, then you need to step down. There's no way you should be in the pulpit preaching and then your wife is sitting out of church because she don't like the church. I'm just, I'm just stating some stuff, saints of God. That, that should not be, right? At some point, you need to sit yourself down, get your marriage healed up, and then figure out if that's what you need. Everybody that's preaching don't need to be. Amen. Trust me. If the Lord says stop preaching, I will be happy. I'm just telling you right now, I'm doing this because God told me to do it. This is not something I wanted to do. And if you think this is easy, you can have it. You can do it. Amen. Nothing we do as pastors is easy. I'm telling you it's not easy. It's the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. But I love it because God gives me the grace to do it. Amen. Amen. But if God ever said, John, I'm changing, I want you to do something different, I know y'all might get mad. But I'll be like, Lord, thank you, Jesus. I don't have to preach anymore, man, that thing. But I know I'm going to still be preaching. Saying, Look at y'all looking like, what is Pastor John getting ready to do? I'll be right here preaching. Don't worry. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm going to follow the Lord. Whatever he wants me to do, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, so listen. This, this, is, this is one principle that I want you guys to get. This is simple but yet profound. Are you ready for it? Are you sure you're ready? Okay, write this down. You can't get a whole resort with half commitment. You cannot get a whole resort with half commitment. You can't expect me and the leaders to give 100% and you give 50. This is a spiritual principle here. You can't expect to give 50% in your marriage and the other person to give 100%. There is no 50-50. I don't know what a 50-50 marriage is. It ain't no 50-50. It's 100% 100%. Hello. If, you, if y'all giving 50-50, that's 100% missing. Somewhere it's missing, and that's where other relationships come in, other stuff. Come, see, because you, you got something to fill up that other. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. So Elaine and I, we give 100% to each other. Amen? And you got to put in 100% in your marriages. And if you're going to start a business, you got to put 100% in your business. Amen? You can't go into business thinking I'm going to put in 25%. You can't even start a ministry and think that you're going to put in 25%. And even in ministry, you have to be careful not people try to take you over 100% because all I got is 100%. But there are people that try to get more out of me than what I can give them. And if you're coming into this church, let me be very frank here. If you're coming into this church and you need more than 100%, I don't have it. All I can give you is 100%. If you need one-on-one, you might need to find another church. And I'm just being open and honest. I'm giving you 100%. I'm going full bore with it. But that's all I got. And if we can get the church people to give 100% too, am I talking to the right people today? So don't come up in here and expect something from me that you're not giving yourself. You can't get a whole result with half commitment. 
That's why I was talking about giving. You have give and then you expect to get. That, 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 does, that's, that, that can't happen, saints of God. Now listen, you might not have any money, but you got some time. How many people are you mentoring? We got some under-resourced schools all around this county that just need somebody to come, especially for a, man, a black, let me help the black brothers out for a second. Especially for a black brother to come into an ch- under-resourced school and read to the kids. And they see a black man. That right there has more power than anything. Because they see the, the, they see the sisters in there. But they need some stronger brothers. And we do have some strong uh, black teachers, but we need more men that are in the church to walk into school and say, what do you need? Matter of fact, we're going to do that right now with, with, with the school. We, we, we're working on that right now. And we're just going to walk in and say, what do you need? You need somebody to read? You need somebody to mentor? What do you need? Here we are. What do you need from us as a church? And they say, well, listen, we need, we need somebody to go over here and mentor. Man, we got so many school teachers in here. We got people in here. Sam can teach somebody how to, how to have a trade. Plumbers make some money. <laughs> so, so listen, Sam can teach some folks some stuff, right? But you got to learn to listen. Amen. And so this, this is what I'm talking about. Say, listen, I'm, I'm not here to be preachy or anything. I'm just here to talk to the family uh, just to let you know. There are some concepts and some constructs that we can learn and we can operate in these things and we can be more successful in 2018 if we just do the practical stuff. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.